AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk in business. And, you know, we got preempted by the Yankees again, so normally we're here with you on Wednesdays, but we're here with you today on a Tuesday, and I'm so excited because, one, I have two of the best guests that were um, brought to me, just kind of, I would say, by kismet. Uh, I've got Jim Nellis, who is sitting with me, and I've got Corey, Corey Oberlander. Got it right, right, Corey? Thank you, All right. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be talking a lot about art and uh, not only water fire, but again, this program's all about all the good things happening here in Rhode Island. And, you know, it was so interesting. My friend Anya, and who works with me also at Water Fire, introduced Mm -hmm. me to Jim, and I'd heard his name all the time because I keep hearing hearing about these things called the food fight. The throwdowns. The throwdowns. <laughs> the throw well, Jim, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks. And Corey, you are my co-host for the day, right? Yes, I sure am. Yeah. Thank you, you for having me as well. And you know Jim? I do. I've seen him, uh, I think it was two years ago at Pachacacho. Pachacacho, right. Yeah, Excellent. Cool. So, Jim, all right, can you tell us a little bit? One, I found your story to be so interesting. Just give us a little bit of background on, you know, who you are and where you've come from. <laughs> I come from Georgia. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm a father, father of two young boys, uh, seven and ten years old. And I've uh, spent the bulk of my career as an investment banker. Uh, past five years I've been working in social media and social media consulting. But the most fun I've had is with the uh, Rhode Island food fights. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're here to talk about. So that's going to be fun. Absolutely. Well, all right. So what are the Rhode Island food fights for people who might not know? Okay. So Rhode Island food fights are best. They're social media driven events. And what I mean by that is we will pick a food category. So Sunday, June 28th, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. We were having the fourth annual Incredible Ice Cream Throwdown. And what the, and it's at Wayland Square. It's at the Rhode Island Eye Institute, 150 East Manning Street. And we put a call out to, we put nominations out to, uh, to our fans, 17,000 fans on, uh, on the Food Fight Facebook page. And we get nominations for the best ice cream in Rhode Island. We have them show up mm-hmm. and folks come and sample ice cream, the best ice cream in Rhode Island. We have uh, New Harvest Coffee. We'll bring iced coffee for everybody to chug. We have Yacht Club Soda has been a part of the family for from the get-go, 100 years in Rhode Island, Yacht Club Soda. I know wow. that, that. All right. So that's right where, you know, is that Smith Street in, exactly. in the 44? And, yep. Yep. Been yep there back for, there. Mm-hmm. And so it's a um, so we it's a very lighthearted best of competition. So we we determine that when it's all said and done, we have a, a very high level group of judges that that will pick a judge's first place, a judge's second place, and then the fans pick people's choice. Jim, we, you didn't ask me to judge the ice cream contest. Well, you, and will, I, you know, you I, I like asked. ice cream. We have we do have uh, celebrity judges, <laughs> and you will be on the next list. Well, you, well, so uh, this is interesting because it's not just ice cream. So when you do like these uh, these food fights or these food wars, um, what made you want to kind of change your mode of you know going from investment banking yep. 
and to this community work. Well, it was so. I mean, I'm, I live in Rhode Island, and there are more pound for pound. There are more great restaurants in Rhode Island than where I'm from in Atlanta. And Atlanta has great food and great restaurants. And um, but it's just it's an incredible food community. And then the food morphed and rolled into the drink community. So it's just it was. It was luck that I picked it, actually. Yeah. But but it became it's just something I've been I've had fun with and. And you're passionate it. about, obviously. Very passionate about it. So uh, now we do, we're doing ice cream on Sunday. Ice cream on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Um, but what what else have you done like in the past? Are so we in, in March we do cupcakes. We mm-hmm. we had um, the great the fourth annual Great Cupcake Championship. It was held at Hope Artist Village. We had, I think, uh, 14 or 16 bakeries brought 1,000 cupcakes apiece. Wow. A thousand, That's a lot. <laughs> 1,000 people showed up. Corey, were you there? I was not there. Next sounds time. like a lot of cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's really crazy. Yeah. And, and so what's... All right. So we've got the Sundays. We've got cupcakes. We have Sundays. ice cream. We have cookies in December. Mm-hmm. And so we did that for a couple of years, tried to figure out, okay, how do we get pizza involved? How do we get hamburgers involved? Yeah. And so we came up with a platform, called it a virtual event. And a virtual event is, it's a month-long event. So rather than having, um, so the next one will be the next will be the uh, ice coffee. So rather than having 20 ice coffee shops or coffee shops come to one venue mm-hmm. and people come and drink ice coffee, we we give uh, people get passports and a passport is nothing more than a piece of paper with a coupon for each competing restaurant or coffee shop you tear off the coupon you take it to the coffee shop during that month which is going to be the month of august yeah. and they give you a free iced coffee so how does somebody get that passport go to rifoodfights.com and you buy a passport Oh, that's, that's a really lot of coffee. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. That's all right. We're going to need it in August at I, Water I, Fire I, because we got three huge fires in <laughs> August, and we're going to be working a lot. But that's that's really interesting. And I also know that you do a lot of work um, with the West Broadway Neighborhood Association. And the, yes, and, and the West Side. We love the. I mean, I love the West Side. Yeah. I, I, it's. Um, is that where you live? I do. Okay. I do. Um, it's where my yeah, it's where my family is. My friends are. My friends are all over the state, but but would really love, I love the West Side. Um, I was recently asked, asked to be on the WBNA board, mm-hmm. and so I'm having a lot of fun. We just had a um, a block party last uh, Sunday that was really just very impactful. The neighbors showed up in droves. It was really really fun. It's a really fantastic community up there, and and I I find that it's morphing. I don't know how long you've lived there for, but um. A couple years. A few years, uh, it's the young artists that are there, and oh. Corey and I are going to go into that a little bit later on because he's got a gallery that he runs cool. at such a young age. But you know, um, my daughters as well are mm-hmm. artists, yeah. and everybody lives on that side. And uh, you know, I'll do the family plug for the E and O Tap, which Absolutely. is our family bar. And uh, Poco Loco hangs out outside the the taco truck. Absolutely. And it's just it's funny that whole uh, it's being um, I don't know. It just seems like it's there's a lot of energy. There is a ton of energy. And it's good. It is very good. It is. It's it's um, I love going out, especially in the summer. I walk out my door and I hear 
clack, clack, clack. And it's the neighbors across the street playing dominoes. It's just, it is so, it's, it's just the, the vibrance and it's, it really is a whole lot of fun. Then I'll throw it back to, we have the best restaurants in the state Mm -hmm. on the West side. And I'll throw that out and let anybody come and challenge me and, I'm sure somebody will. And, and we'll take them. It's and and you know what? There are no losers in that game. No, actually, there's not. I mean, right. we, we are. And I love this throwdown idea. So where did you? How did you come up with that idea? Just it's you know it was just an idea that uh, I I loved I loved the food community. I had seen it done in other in other communities. I think I, the I think I saw it in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, this it translates and. I built the uh, the platform for it on Facebook and let it sit there for a period of time. I had a one one day I had a meeting. It was a seven o'clock meeting, and I said I'm going to do something with this. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm going to put it to bed. Mm-hmm. And I put a couple of posts out. Rhode Island Food Fights is looking for the best cupcakes in the state of Rhode Island. If you think you're the best, come tell us. During the meeting, this is how long ago I had a BlackBerry. And my BlackBerry was buzzing the entire <laughs> meeting. People were very vocal, very, they wanted to let you know who had the best cupcakes. Yeah. And I said, okay, we're on to something. Well, you must be. And, I mean, and again, I, I love the fact that it's not just cupcakes. You know, it's ice cream. We're, I don't. I, I think we need to, like, expand even. We e- are, we, I have an expansion story for you. Well, you know what? We're going to have to take a quick break in a second. But I, I got to, hey, Brad, Ferrucci. Oh, uh, hello, Brad. I'm just asking you, what's your favorite restaurant in Rhode Island, my friend? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, I'd have to think about that, I think, before all answering. All right. Well, when you come back <laughs> and we come back on air, then I, I, I'd like to hear that. And you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talking business. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, and we're having a great conversation with Jim Nellis. I mean, what an amazing concept, the food fight throwdown. And, you know, we've been talking about all these wonderful things that he's doing, especially this weekend, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Monday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> I know. You kind of need that, like, monster trucks thing exactly. behind it, don't you? <laughs> um, but also, you know, during the break, we were talking about uh, you're, you're doing a lot of work with Latino community and uh, especially the Hispanic Heritage Month which right. we know starts September 15th yep. and goes into October 15th exactly. so w- what are you doing Jim? So uh, so part of the my uh, my interest is trying to get different food groups involved in the in the food fights and the throwdowns and I always felt that, that tacos would be just a, a home run that mm-hmm. I mean we've all had tacos in Rhode Island and they're just everywhere you go they're, the one place is better than the next except for El Rancho Grande, which is the best, and Mijos Tacos, which is the best. <laughs> uh, it's a tough pick. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I knew it would be I, – I thought it would be very successful, but I was cons- – my, my own ignorance, my own concern of my not speaking the language of the restaurant owners held me back from pursuing the project. About three months ago, maybe four months ago, a contact that I have with, um, with uh, Leadership Rhode Island – reached out to me and said the, Latino, the uh, Rhode Island Latino Arts Group would like to speak to you to talk about a project. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's do this. And so th- what evolved, what has evolved is between September 15th and October 15th, which is the Latino, which is the time that the Latino heritage is celebrated, 
we are having taco mania. And taco mania. Taco mania. Taco mania. Brad, are you in for taco mania? Sign me up for taco mania. You're All in. right on. <laughs> so taco mania is uh, it's a it's a passport event where people will between the September 15th and October 15th will go to the participating restaurants and they will receive two free tacos. Okay. At each at each restaurant. So here's what's why is this interesting because people love to eat tacos. Okay, it's super interesting for that. Why is this interesting for business owners? This is where it's kind of you flip the table. What we're finding with with this is okay. So I'm going to bring in some investment banking numbers, but just because they're numbers, mm-hmm. is that 70% of the people that are using these coupons are going to a restaurant they've never been to before. Yeah. This is golden. This is it's it's in the restaurant game. I have found that there is a dynamic. It's called the new customer acquisition cost. So what is your marketing? How much are you spending? How many people, new customers are you getting in? You divide it up. You come up with this number. It is at least five times higher than the cost of a restaurant for their two tacos. So you're finding that most people go back. That's it. They're being introduced to something new. That's the game. That's the game. Bring Got people it. to the restaurants, and then they'll come back. Well, because, Corey, you were saying at the break, what is it, $1 tacos? So you, uh, you were... Yeah, El Rancho Grande, Tuesdays, uh, $1 tacos. Yeah. <laughs> who knew? Oh, who, I you can't know. beat that, except for <laughs> maybe free phenom- tacos. And yeah. they're phenomenal. And they have a, the, a, their craft cocktails are top of the line. So, all right, so there's going to be a massive taco throwdown. How many how many participating restaurants or um, so restaurants will probably for the for tacos we'll have we're gonna have probably I hate to do this but we're gonna have more than twenty. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds. Are they all in Providence? Throughout Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be throughout Rhode Island. So we'll we'll stretch the we'll stretch the boundaries. And what's interesting is well I find people that are buying the passports and buying the tickets to the events, they're from all over Rhode Island, but they're also coming in from Boston. Uh, they're coming up from Connecticut. It's mm-hmm. really, wow. it's really pretty cool. Well, we see the same thing at Waterfire. You know, I think Absolutely. sometimes we are because we're Rhode Island, and I know this just in in you studying marketing, understand this that we are sometimes um, looked at as just a small market, mm-hmm. um, but the fact is, we're kind of like a fulcrum, and we're we're actually we're attracting people from Boston, Absolutely. New York, Connecticut, and I think sometimes we're undervalued. For what we do, and I even know that with Waterfire, when I've seen like you know some companies that want to sponsor or not want to sponsor, they'll look and they'll say, "Well, Rhode Island's not the big market." I'm like, "But you don't understand." Right, anyway. right. And I and I would flip that a little bit too. I think I think the uh, our perception, the perception of Rhode Island from the outside, I think, is becoming greater than from the inside. Mm-hmm. I think we are as a as a group um, less inclined to to celebrate ourselves as much as the as the outside world is i will see an article in um in the boston globe about birch restaurant downtown and the the the, the reviewers said basically go just go mm-hmm. um and then people go uh and, and i'm finding that with other different examples as well it's just it's really cool that the that that well, Providence is is listed time and time again as a, the coolest city, the best city for hamburgers. It's the best city for arts. It's 
across the board. Yeah, I, you know, and I and again, I, I think you just put it the the best way is that I don't think that we congratulate ourselves enough right. to be honest I with agree. you. And that's right. I mean, we're seeing ourselves in magazines, and you know, look at the arts uh, that are the, the arts, the food, the culture. Um, I think I was laughing with somebody recently, and in, 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 because you're from Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, tell me your thoughts on this. But I was saying, you know, I left Rhode Island when I was 18 and said, you know, as a, my young 18-year-old self, mm-hmm. I'm never, never going back. back there. And I think, you know, I was talking to somebody recently. I'm like, we all boomerang back because it's just the coolest place to be. Yeah. And we are so close to everything. And no ma- everything's always constantly changing. So, I mean, even what you're doing and then, Corey, what mm-hmm. you're doing, um, what you're going to get to and, and, and talking about the arts and what you're presenting to young artists um, that are here, a, an opportunity, uh, essentially, mm-hmm. um, with your gallery and, and all the work that you do. Um, you know, and it's funny, I'm, I'm looking at Corey right now, and he's being very humble. <laughs> um, and, and he's saying it very humbly. But, um, Corey, uh, you have a gallery, and it's called? It's called Grin. Grin. And why'd you call it Grin? Uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, it's one of those words that ha- that has a, a different different connotations for different people. So mm-hmm. it could be a, it could be a friendly smile or it could be a grimace. Yep. And that's the way we like to present the work in the gallery. It's not super heavy-handed one way or the other uh, with uh, politics or trying to push the viewer in one way or the other. So they just come in and they get to experience how they want to experience it. Sounds kind of similar to what you're doing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you're you're opening up people's eyes to food and yep. you know, and enjoyment and enjoyment yep. of each other's cultures and you know, I I think that's great. Um, so, all right, more about what you're doing, Mr. Corey. Yeah, so it's a it's a gallery located on the west side of Providence. Um, west side. Again, it's co- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's called Grin, and uh, it's a contemporary art gallery for what we call emerging artists or underexposed artists. So. It's a lot of people just graduating from school, or maybe they've been toiling in their studios for years, but never really had a place to put their work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're providing, a, you know, our, their opportunity to show their work. Uh, we sort of support them through social media or bringing them to pop-up shows in other cities. Uh, we do what we can to sort of uh, get them comfortable with with the art world and also we're you know we've been doing this for about two years now so we're still kind of learning so mm-hmm. uh, you know i hope you don't mind me asking this but can you tell our listeners how old you are 26 all right me, 26. Me too. 26 and a half you too jim <laughs> yeah i mean well, the reason i ask that is that you know i know that you went to mass art Mm-hmm. And that um, you and your partner, or, who uh, have opened the gallery, have got a lot going on. That's a really big, um, I guess, what would I say? That's a big undertaking to kind of open a gallery space and to try to do something. Uh, and I, I'd love to hear more about your motivation for that when we come back. And, you know, I know that you come from Boston mm-hmm. and your partner comes from San Francisco. And why Rhode Island? Why did you pick Rhode Island to do something like this and to um, show us so much great stuff? So you are listening to AM790 Talk in Business. And you know what? I 
talking to Jim Nellis. I'm talking to Corey Oberlander. And I'm not going to let Jim go. So you're going to stay out and be the co-host because we're talking about West Broadway and, you know, good art. Welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we're having a great conversation. i got two guys from the West End. And actually, I think I've got Barnaby Evans, my, who's usually my co-host. I think he's on the line. Um, I am right here. Hello, Barnaby. Hey, Barnaby. <laughs> Greetings, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm so food. glad. We're talking about art. We're talking about where it all happens down on the West End. Hey, well, you know, we're talking about a lot of great things. And I am so happy that you called in because we were talking about Takori um, Oberlander, who, of course, works for Waterfire, but also runs a gallery, 26 and a half. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. 26 and a half years old. And Barnaby, you know, if there's anybody that understands being a young artist, it's you and kind of breaking well, through. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> breaking the mold, essentially, right? You mm. know? Uh, and well, I just want to talk a little bit about Corey's Gallery, which I would recommend people go see because it is showing great work, um, beautifully and elegantly presented. It's, mm. uh, it's a great space. It's uh, out on uh, out, uh, Valley Street. Yeah, Corey, can you say exactly What's the address where it is? Yeah, it's uh, 60 Valley Street. 60 Valley, and you're next door to Yellow Peril. Correct. Yep. And there's a new restaurant there called Bocado. Bocado, which I recommend as well. It's and really we were, good. Yeah, uh, we were just talking about Easy Entertaining, and wait, what is it? Hashtag Friday, uh, Donut Friday. <laughs> what does that mean again? It means they have phenomenal donuts every Friday. All right, there That's, it is. That's uh, edible. Uh, easy Entertaining. Easy Entertaining? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. They do a nice job. They really do. They really do. So we're going to find you down there on Friday, aren't we, Barnaby? Uh, Looking for some Friday, donuts. Believe it or not, I am in Washington D.C., so I will. Uh, we'll I'm save going you. to be searching out. Um, there's a wonderful pray. There's a trombone, go- all trombone gospel choir praise band in Washington nice. D.C. Wow. That I got to go find. But I'm actually going down to give a uh, address to the National Endowment for the Arts. That's oh. there. Three-time-a-year national meeting of the council that runs the NEA. I'm one of the speakers at their meeting. That's pretty awesome. Um, but I want to get back to you know, West End. You, I want to talk. I want to talk to Corey about you know I, because I haven't been uh, and I'm sorry, Corey. I haven't been to your gallery, Barnaby. You've been obviously, been. right? The entire world has been. No problem. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> I, you know, every now and then I got to crawl out from underneath my rock, <laughs> but, and I, I would definitely get down there. But you know, Corey, and I think Barnaby, I would ask you the same thing because you're originally from California, yep. right? And then I know that you came and you went to school at Brown, and you decided to stay here in Rhode Island, Corey. Very similarly, you and your partner, um, one from San Francisco, you from Boston, mm-hmm. decided to come to Rhode Island and to really kind of lay your roots here, right, and and become an artist and, and set up a space here. Can yeah. you tell me why? 
Sure, yeah. It's actually something we kind of stumbled upon uh, in kind of an awesome way. Uh, we were looking at studio spaces and storefront spaces down in Providence, and uh, we kind of walked into this one, and it was set up with you know studio lighting and great white walls, uh, beautiful floors, a storefront next to another gallery, a uh, working restaurant down the street from places like Dirt Palace, uh, and just right off of Broadway. And we realized that, you know, this is a great space, one, and then we also realized how affordable it was to yeah. do. Um, and in the, great, the greater Providence city spectrum, we have things like Waterfire, uh, RISD, Brown, uh, all these institutions that are doing really great things for and with artists. And yeah, we, we decided to move on in and so we, you found it to be a really supportive community. It's very supportive, and uh, immediately, you know, our first opening was um, June 20th, 2013, so we just celebrated our second anniversary, and thank you, yeah. Um, but, you know, a couple, 300 people showed up to our first exhibition. That's awesome. And it hasn't slowed down since then, and it's been great, and we get coverage from places in Boston and all over the place. Actually, I know that there was just an amazing article um, that you were highlighted in. Mm -hmm. Was it in the Boston Globe? Yeah, it's a, it's a blog called Big Red and Shiny, and it's an artist blog that covers the greater Boston area and also includes Providence. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a conversation um, with them just in regards to uh, issues that we have with our uh, community um things that are really great about the community, what we do, who we are, where we're from, what we want to do in the future, what roadblocks we've faced, and how we think that things could change. Well, all right. So what are those things? So what roadblocks have you faced, and what do you think you can change with your art and what you're doing? Uh, there's a variety of different things. As I said, uh, Providence is kind of the, the perfect place for us to be. Um, but one of the big things is that there's not, there's not a lot of people that are writing about art here. Um, after the Providence Phoenix has kind of gone under, there's there's not too many people going out to shows and seeing them and writing about them, and it's not often in you know the the Providence Journal places like that. Um, they have other you know sort of obligations, and that's totally fine. So we rely on places like the Boston Globe and Big Red and Shiny to to come down here, uh, kind of out of their element to sort of focus on the, the places in Providence. And if there is one thing, or, well, actually, Barnaby, what do you, how do you feel about this? Because this must sound very similar to... No, I think uh, Corey's exactly right. Um, we ha it's, Providence is interesting. We have an extraordinary arts community. We've got great galleries that people uh, attend, um, but we don't have a lot of journals. Uh, there have been several. Remember Quick's Art Quarterly, and, um, which was quite good. And I think this is absolutely worth doing. Motif has been writing some. Mm -hmm. um, and the Phoenix did a good job. And, you know, these online blog formats are also uh, really growing. And so I think it's an area that we can do more with because there really is a lot going on. Do you find that, that that's the... Corey, is that pretty much how you're moving again, is that, is that blog post? And that's how people are finding out more about social media. Uh, or through social media, what you're doing. Yeah, sometimes it's it's difficult to quantify, um, but we have seen people come directly into our space and say, 
Oh, I saw you guys in the Boston Globe. I just came down from Portland, Maine yeah. for the day to see Providence, and it's awesome, you know? Isn't that cool? And so, you know, we need more of that. And um, But even from other places in Rhode Island, I think it, it needs to happen more and more. People need to be made aware of what's happening, like you said earlier, like in our own city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, someone's talking about Birch, yeah. uh, but... I, I don't ever hear about that around here. No one ever talks about it. Right. But I'm sure it's an amazing restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, th- it's there's... a great restaurant. What do you mean no one talks about Birch? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby's about to talk Ma- about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe I can't afford Birch. That's why I haven't been. <laughs> oh, you can. I'm not sure. I can? You can, okay. sure. Well, you know, I, I think that it's interesting because, um, Corey, you've got such a, you know, we're talking just like on the, the outskirts about your art and about your gallery, mm-hmm. but you were just highlighted in New York. Or did, can you give us just a little bit of an idea of not only what you've done, but where you're going at 26.5? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. we we had stumbled across this uh, curator-driven art fair uh, last December, and it happens every year in New York. And the first three iterations were in an old uh, elementary school that was converted into artist studios and once a year they would clean all the studios out and they would convert it into an art fair where they would have these 20 installations that were put together by curators from New York City um, and this past year they kind of they that building was turned into condos so they found a new venue um, and we applied for it mm-hmm. And we uh, curated an exhibition with uh, two artists from Providence and one artist from Boston. And we brought the show on the road. And we had more people walk through our installation in New York in, you know, four or five days than we did in our gallery since we opened. Wow. That, so. that, yeah, that's got to be amazing. Super. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's called, it's called, I don't know if I said, it's called Spring Break Art Show. So look it up. Yeah, I think, you know, that that's one thing that we need to talk about is how can people find out where you are, um, what's going on with you, and well, what's you going... I'm sure there's a website. For example, <laughs> that's, I was leading to that, Barnaby. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a website. Um, it's called grinprovidence.com. And also we do the usual Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter. I think we... Yeah, just we're all over the place. I think that's the easiest way we communicate with people most. Mm-hmm. And we have newsletters, we do press releases, that kind of thing. But most of our interactions happen through Facebook or Twitter, Instagram. And Corey, what um, inspires you with your art? Well, uh, a lot of different things. Um, this project is is sort of become my artwork. Uh, I'm not making a lot of things on my own, and my partner were. We're sort of in a zone where the the galleries become our artwork, so it's it's very inspiring to see these people put together an exhibition, mm-hmm. uh, to work with them and to create this camaraderie. It's almost like a like a family, um, and so it's been quite the amazing experience. Uh, even being on the other side of that coin as an artist, I never really uh, fully understood, you know, how it works, and it's been really great. Uh, well, because it's interesting. I, I have two very smart gentlemen sitting next to me, and the synchronicity is um, between what you do is you're producing, and Jim, you're producing as well and highlighting 
um, other people in their art. And there's something very fulfilling about that. And I think that we know that even just by water fire. Um, Barnaby, certainly, you've taught me that. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing to watch people be able to or highlight people doing what they do best. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's it's a good thing. So There's uh, also a, a wonderful synergy that happens as um, the... Um, People encounter art they haven't seen and discover excitement about the, the city, and it just keeps it's an additive process. And we're seeing that actually by the Green Gallery now with uh, the restaurant. There are actually three galleries there, and uh, uh, two restaurants, and all of that is uh, is changing. And uh, I recommend people to go out and discover it. What are your hours? Right now, we're only open on Saturdays from 12 to 5, um, and then we're open by appointment. And then you're also open on gallery night, right? Uh, no. Are you not? not? Okay. All right. not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, now we now we do know. And, <laughs> you know, we, we're going to have to take a break in a second. But when we come back, um, Corey, again, I, it's so interesting to me just to um, to know more about you and to hear about what you love to do. And I want to hear more about the medium that you like to work in. Uh, sure. when it comes to art rather than, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you're listening to AM790, your station for talk and business, and we'll be right back. Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And I'm talking to Corey Overlander, a really impressive young man who I am privileged to work with at Water Fire. Um, but he also is just an incredible artist who started a gallery at, you know, the age of 26 uh and a half. We, we were very specific <laughs> about that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, come on. It's fun. Someone's going to tease me about it. <laughs> and then, you know, and I've also got um, Jim Nellis here who's with us. And, you 27 know, and a half. Uh, 27 and a half. I, God, you look great for your <laughs> age. by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Barnaby on the line. Um, Barnaby, are you still there? I am right here. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, we're, we're talking about art. And, you know, I, I wanted to know, Corey, what is... You know, what, what's your medium? What's your favorite medium when you would describe yourself as an artist? As I mentioned, it's it's kind of hard to explain these days because we've been doing the gallery for a couple of years now, and that's been kind of my artwork, and we're sort of doing all these curatorial projects. And, um, it's, and Corey, if I may break in, sure. the show has a, a very, the two of you, and you collaborated on the, on the curatorial work, mm-hmm. got a very... Um, Consistent, thoughtful, um, new voice in the arts. I, I, I like what you're showing. I like the care with which you hang the exhibitions and light it. Uh, it's a very respectful place for the arts, and there have been some good conversations that I've been there on a Saturday. Thank you, Barnaby. To speak about their work. So that's, uh, we'd like to see more of that, and we wish you great success. Yes, thank you. It means a lot. It's always nice to hear. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, Barnaby, it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people know um, your history as well, is that you are, um, you started off as an incredible photographer. And I think most people think of you just related to water fire. And as we're talking about kind of like when I asked you about your medium, Corey, Mm -hmm. um, and you said it's kind of, it shifts. It takes a sideline, yeah. Yeah. And and Barnaby, I mean, you've got photographs hanging in museums all around the world, don't you? 
I do. I don't know about all around the world, but... Uh, well, I'll say all around the world. <laughs> I, they're sir, in the Bibliothèque Nationale in Paris, and they're in London, and they're in the... All right, all right. They're in the Fribourg in, in Switzerland. All right, guys, all around the world. So, I mean, but it, it's funny because I think most people will just think about water fire, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's interesting to see how an artist can shift and change. And even Jim, you know, we were talking about you and 25 years in investment banking mm-hmm. and now shifting your focus more into the community and, sure. you know, um, and supporting your community and the arts and food and, yeah. I, I think that's important to, you know, we define each ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit too much, not realizing that we have the ability to shift and to move. Um, and again, Barnaby, I think that people don't know um, that you are an incredible photographer. You've got I mean, quite a, a breadth of um, work, right? When well, we look I, at your well, history. I, I actually, there is a through line connection there. Um, in my photography, I was quite fascinated with documenting cities and urban landscapes, as well as natural landscapes and people, but particularly urban landscapes spoke to me, and I became more and more interested in the emotional content of landscape. I did a series of um, portraits of places in the city where something that had happened and how people related to it, and that slowly led me into this idea of taking a city landscape that is populated with people who interact with it in many ways, both live there, walk there, pass through there, um, clean it up, and discovering the opportunities you had to change that environment in unexpected ways. And that led to Waterfire. So there is a direct link between the two. That's cool. And then as a photographer, and Corey, I didn't hear what your background uh, in the arts was before, because I was... uh, not on the line. Um, yeah, I, I had majored in, in painting and art history in, okay. in school. So I did you know, primarily painting, drawing, collage. Well, all painting and drawing and photography, all three are very much about the quality of light on the surface and on the world and, uh, and awareness of that. And this is one of the things that artists often bring in to anything is looking at it from a new angle or with a particular intensity or creativity, and Waterfire is simply taking the existing downtown and presenting it in a way that uh, transforms your expectation and your experience, and it's often done with light, so there's a direct relationship between all of those things. Well, I, you know, I, we're going to be closing the show um, pretty soon, but, you know, I think it's just, a, it's fascinating to have such incredible talent um, here. And, you know, I, I think we'll put it up on our Facebook page, Barnaby. We will, absolutely. And on the website. And, um, Corey, when, is the, uh, when does this show end? Because you told me I had to go see it because it sounded interesting. Uh, closes on now. July 18th. We'll have a, a artist talk the night as well, right around 7 p.m. Okay, so an artist talk in the gallery, and it's open from, what, 6 to 9, something like that? Uh, probably will be open all day, probably from 12 to 8, with okay. the artist talk at 7. And, Jim, before we have to close out here very quickly... Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, 1 to 3 at uh, the Rhode Island Eye Institute, 150 East Manning Street. The incredible ice cream throwdown. Thank you for um, coming on the show, Thank being you. our guest. So and, 
You've been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. Barnaby, we missed you here in the studio, but thank you for calling in. Oh, I'm delighted to call in, and uh, greetings to everyone. Thanks, Barnaby. Right, thank and you. I didn't hear about this ice cream showdown. I'm going to have to <laughs> work up on this one. <laughs> we'll get you tickets. <laughs> Bye.